Hey, good morning. Man, Gentry, he taught for two weeks in a row. I'm back now. I've been missing this. I got the shortest sermon ever today because we're doing something fun as a family. And I'm going to try my best not to talk for forever just because I miss being up here talking to y'all. It's tempting. So we're going to leave probably in the next like 15, 20 minutes. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to tell you everything. But before that, I need to give you the announcements that we'd normally give at the end. Can you hear my water? The announcements, uh, thank you, brother, um, that we normally have at the end, I need to do right now because we're going to leave pretty abruptly. All right? So uh, everyone, you ready to listen to these announcements? I need you to know them. Okay? Tonight, we've got prayer gathering at 5 o'clock. Uh, that's at the Ethos office. It's 2301 8th Avenue South. If you need that address, let me know. But uh, every Sunday we have prayer gathering. Um, we have a campus here, and then we have the downtown campus uh, at Marathon Music Works, and everyone's invited to this prayer gathering. So um, the focus of that prayer gathering is on the presence of the Lord and also a lot of intercessory prayer, so praying for other people um, in our city, our neighbors, our friends. And so, man, if you want to practice, as weird as that sounds, your prayer life. Prayer gathering is incredible. If you're like me and you're mourning the fact that our 9 a.m. prayer is temporarily on pause, we actually have a whole prayer gathering that's been going on for a really long time at five o'clock. So put your money where your mouth is and show up to that instead of the nine. All right. Uh, Kidding. Kind of. Um, All right. Next week, if you don't know this, um, we are transitioning to a nine o'clock and 11 o'clock gathering. And what I'm asking of you first is to remember that detail, because if you show up at 10, you'll get the end of, of one and then the beginning of another, I guess, which is fine. But um, what I'm asking of you, and I, I really want you to hear me on this, the, the bummer in, in, in going to two gatherings is uh, culture is kind of threatened a little bit, you know, this, this culture of, of closeness. I think over the summer and into the fall, we've really felt like this this collective hunger for the presence of the Lord, I, I sense that. I, I really sense that this is a family that, that actually wants to be obedient. I don't, I don't sense this like consumeristic spirit that chooses our version of Christianity, but instead I feel like this, this humble hunger for like, God, will you just teach us what it looks like to follow you? Um, and it's actually really sneaky what can happen when you split it into two gatherings. Um, Sneakily, that, that can almost feel like now we're in two rooms of, or two gatherings of strangers rather than one gathering of friends. And so in order to kind of avoid that, I need you to choose one gathering as if it's the only gathering that exists. I can't tell you how important that is because if you keep bobbing and weaving to nine and 11, uh, you're actually eating away at your chance at intimacy, friendship, being known, going deeper. Um, and until we are able to resume one gathering again, which I hope happens one day, without getting into detail there, um, we have two gatherings. So choose a nine, choose the 11, and whichever one you choose, do you hear me asking you, go to that one permanently. So if it's 9 a.m. and you sleep in too late, it feels heretical to say, don't come to the 11. I don't know, maybe come to the 11, but don't do that again, you know, like, please. And if you're going to the 11 and you fill up, you wake up and you feel extra assertive that morning, don't come to the nine. Wait till the gathering at the 11. The reason being, I want you guys to have friendships, to have deep relationships here. I see this future where we're praying together a lot more than we do now. I see this future where like you look across the aisle and you see people you really know your church family, that you're comfortable walking across it. Hey, I actually, I feel like the Spirit's telling me to pray for you, but that happens as you get to know each other better. And so that only happens if you go to the same gathering every time. I can't, I'm not going to go too much on this. I want to talk forever. All right. Does that make sense? Two gatherings. You guys ready to choose one and stick with it? 
All right, cool. Also, be prepared. If, if it ends up being that like 90% of us choose one gathering, I may show back up and go, hey, 9 a.m., we need like 30% of y'all to actually commit to the 11. And I'm just gonna ask you, just to right now prepare your hearts to be that flexible, to commit to the church more than your own preference. I don't know that that's gonna happen, but it's gonna take a family effort here, all right? You guys cool with that? Participating together? All right. Love you. All right. Husbands and Fathers Lunch, October 1st. Is it at Martin's Barbecue? Is that where it's at on Belmont? All right, October 1st. What time's it at, Luke? 12. 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock, Martin's Barbecue. If you're a husband or a daddy, one or the other or both, show up, Belmont Boulevard, Martin's Barbecue, all right, noon. You guys, cool, cool. All right, last thing. Several weeks ago, I preached on tithing. You guys know we don't talk about it a whole lot, but if you are a regular here, if you call this place home, we do ask you to give joyfully and generously, um, not so that I can get rich, I promise you, but so that, that we can just like continue expanding what it looks like for us to hopefully represent the kingdom of God on this little block right here. So if you're a regular here, ethosgive.org, designated to Hillsborough Village, give. Okay, moving on. All right, today is Kroger Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's going to be awesome. Um, so if you don't know what Kroger Sunday is, here's what you need to know. One, we have been partnering with this school, Aiken Elementary. It's right here in our backyard. That's Harris Hellman. Her- Aiken Elementary is behind us. And uh, we've been partnering with them for about six years. Uh, and the way we got to know Aiken is actually our kids pastor, Mira Wasby, has been volunteering uh, literally Monday through Friday for the past six years. Uh, Muriel Wasby, goat, incredible get to know her. She has like decades of educational and minister experience to kids. She's amazing. She's like the most overqualified kids pastor of all time. Um, And she's ours and we're not letting her go. Um, But anyway, she knows Aiken really well. And that's enabled us to build some really awesome relationship with them, um, with their principal, with their family counselor, with with their faculty. And, And so in the past, man, we've done, we've thrown block parties, we pulled weeds, we painted. Uh, in the COVID era, we've done a lot more like distance, <laughs> a lot more loving from a distance. So if you've been here for any time, you know about Fuel Bag Sundays where once a month we put out groceries for like four weeks worth of groceries for 110 students right there on the porch and we all assemble bags together. Well, Kroger Sunday is all about filling up their food pantry with food, uh, with like items for hygiene, that otherwise would not be available to, to several people, uh, to a lot of kids. So Aiken's a really awesome school. They're really diverse. Um, I don't know if you know this, but they actually bus a lot of students uh, from uh, the Edge Hill community. It's like two miles that way. Um, they have, they speak like, I think the principal said something like 80 different languages at Aiken. It's like insane. Well, they, they, there's so much diversity there. Um, and they have a huge heart for serving their kids in poverty. Um, and they have, we've asked them, hey, what do y'all need? We don't want to be the ones going, hey, we got an idea for you guys. Can we do it? You know, we're like, hey, what do y'all need? Whatever it is, we want to meet that need. And one of their main needs, and it's growing ever since COVID, it's been growing bigger and bigger, is simply providing a lot of food and a lot of toothpaste and detergent and all this stuff. And so that's what today is all about. We're going to go to Kroger here in like 10 minutes and stock up their food pantry. But before I do that, I want to recap kind of where we've been. Uh, in our teaching series, um, and then we'll very quickly get to Kroger. All right, you guys ready? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just drinking. I'm just drinking water. You don't have to clap. <laughs> All right, man. Last week, even if you were here, you might have missed it. Gentry taught 
a ridiculously good teaching. It, it was so beautiful. And I'm going to try to recap it as best as I can. But he kind of mapped out what it looks like for humans to approach the throne of God. That was the question he asked. Can I approach the throne of God? And he started out in Eden, Adam and Eve, uninterrupted, perfect relationship with God. But then they take it upon themselves to choose right and wrong. They distance themselves. Imperfection is created by humans, which causes real distance from a perfect God. So God kicks them out of Eden, and then he guards Eden with this really weird angel creature called the cherubim. And then he traces it, uh, traces it forward to the tabernacle, where there were these stages. You guys remember that slide that he showed us? The stages to where the closer you get to the inside of the tabernacle, the closer you are to the presence of God. The only catch was the Holy of Holies, where the presence of God dwelt, there was this curtain. And in the tapestry was like woven the cherubim, the representation, you cannot enter this place. There was a high priest. And once a year, he could freely walk into the presence of God on behalf of the nation of Israel. Once a year, one person. So the, the answer to that question, can I approach the throne of God, was no. Someone's got to do it for you. Then he jumped forward to Christ, Jesus, living a perfect life, dying a sinner's death, becoming the perfect atonement that we could not be for ourselves. And when Jesus breathes his last breath, this really crazy thing happens. The veil in the Holy of Holies rips in two. This symbol that the answer to that question, can I approach the throne of God, went from absolutely not to absolutely, just like that. And in Acts, the Holy Spirit literally descends. That Holy Spirit Christ promised, hey, when I leave, I'm sending the helper, the spirit of truth to you. The presence of God will dwell in you, will dwell in all, whoever wants to follow me will have my spirit for the first time in human history. And in Acts 2, that's what we get record of. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. And then he shared this passage out of Hebrews 4 that says, now, because of Christ's sacrifice, because of his purchase of your life, you used to have fear and trembling around entering into the Holy of Holies. You'd be turned to dust, you'd die, you can't handle the holiness of God. But because of what Christ has done, not only can you enter his presence, scripture says you can enter his presence with boldness and confidence, a luxury. In a culture where we treat God like our little buddy that sometimes we want to hang with, we're easily missing out on how special the privilege it is. At any point, you can hit your knees and go, the presence of God is in me and around me. And Gentry concluded with saying, man, we might need a touch more, if not a lot more reverence when we hit our knees. Holy God, for thousands and thousands of years, people could not access your presence the way I'm accessing it right now. What a privilege. A miracle it is that our bodies are now temples in which the presence of God chooses to dwell. Now we enter the presence of God, not with Fear and trembling, being nervous, is he mad? No, but with grace and mercy covering our lives. Are you guys hearing me? You are temples. Hey, hey, for real. The spirit of God's in you. That's ridiculous. This phrase has been on my heart. Okay, see, I have to make this a quick sermon. This is the last thing I'm gonna say, then we're gonna get to it. We gotta break the algorithm, y'all. We're in an algorithm. Our calendars are locked and loaded. We already got our agenda set. It makes us rigid, not open-minded. I think God wants us to be more like blank slates, aware that today is not finished. You may have your plans for today, but today has not happened yet. 
And that's great news because that means we can sit here and go, Holy Spirit, I think I know what today has in store, but I don't. And before I go through my day like I know what's supposed to happen, is there anything you want? Is there anything you want to speak to me about my identity, about people around me? Anyone you want me to love on? Is there a way I can further your gospel? God, do you have any ideas that I haven't thought about yet? Holy Spirit, I'm yours. Show me, teach me, tell me. I don't presume to know what lies ahead. I was talking to a guy this week. I was like, hey man, don't fall into the trap. I'm just going to your next class, then hit and study, like study for the test, talk to the girl, like all the, thing, all the little habits you're in. Like just remember at any time you can pause and go, God, anything on your agenda that I'm not aware of? Anything you want to say, I don't presume to know the answer to that, but I'm here listening. Man, a church that knows how to sit and go, God, whatever you want. Woo! Anyway, all right. I really got lost. Are you guys still with me? I know, I know. I'm sorry. All right. With the Holy Spirit in us, there's this new reality that when individuals, temples, bearing the presence of God, collectively, we are the church. First Corinthians says that our body is a temple and that together we make up the body of Christ. Go read 1 Corinthians 12 if you want a good insight on what the church is. All these different gifts. And when we work together, we get to live as Christ lived on earth, which is really special. So in other words, since Jesus ascended to the heavens, and until he comes back, this gathering, this local gathering of people is designed to literally live out the ways of Christ without compromise. His love, his kindness, his gentleness, his compassion, his servanthood, his truth, his generosity, his everything. And, and this means that just because we are here, church is not happening because we're here. Church is happening because we are all a part of the body of Christ. So in a few minutes, when we go to Kroger, church didn't just like stop so that we could go do an event together. Some of you right now, take notes on what the rest of the day feels like. You're about to experience church, and it's going to have a little more depth to it. When we go to Kroger, we are living as the body of Christ. And in an event-driven culture, we'll be tempted to be like, oh, that was a cool thing Ethos did. Dude, at any point, you can get with your people and do all this and way more. If you and your people go, oh, we all have the spirit, and together we are the church of Jesus, how can we be the body of Christ? All we're doing today is just taking a little baby step in that direction. We're going out, and we're being the church at Kroger. So here's how this is going to look like. We've got a grocery list we're going to hand you as you leave. Where is that grocery list? Do we know where that's at? Luke, Taylor, you here? Okay, cool. As you leave, we're going to hand you these little grocery lists, Okay. And guys, hear me say this. Whether you buy $5 worth of groceries or $5,000 worth, what I'm just encouraging is you to be generous. But we're going to go buy groceries. There's going to be volunteers at a U-Haul in the Kroger parking lot waiting for you to bring them bags. They're going to assemble them. After we get all the groceries in that U-Haul, volunteers are going to drive that U-Haul over to Aiken. Then we got more volunteers waiting to stock up the food pantry. And here's my goal, that we overflow the food pantry. I would love for Aiken Elementary to have a food pantry problem that they have to solve. I would love to inconvenience them today with no apology, going, just deal with it, kidding, we'll be there to help. But 
But I remember this has happened in the past. We filled up the food pantry so, fit, so full that we had to put them in boxes and find a new room for storage. I would love to do that today. So there are no rules to today. You buy as many groceries as you want. But we're going to go to Kroger, buy a bunch of groceries together as a church. And here's what I want you to do today. As you go to Kroger, and if you need a ride, come to the front. I will get you a ride. So if you're without a car, I know we've got some students that aren't even allowed to have cars. Kind of wild. So come to the front. We'll get you some carpools. But as you go to Kroger today, here's what I want you to do. Pray as you go. Don't divorce the Spirit of God from this moment. This is not an event. This is us participating in the ways of Christ. Man, as you're walking down the aisle with your cute little cart, your friends, ah, it's so fun, generosity of Jesus. You grab an item, like God, like literally just internally, just like little brief prayers here and there. God, you've been so generous to me. All this is happening because you just exist. Because you're alive and we have this Bible and we're a church, of course we're at Kroger buying as many groceries as humanly possible to feed the hungry in our family. Obviously. We're not special for that. Why wouldn't we do this? Like, Lord, thank you. So as you go, I encourage you, stay locked in with the Spirit. Know that God is in you and he's so involved in these moments. Does that make sense? Man, I'm, I know I just tangented so hard. Let me make sure I said everything I was supposed to say. All right, cool. That's it. Are you guys ready to continue church in a different way? All right? Maybe carpool, listen to some music for all of 15 seconds, because Kroger's right down the road. Um, hey, let's get that address. Oh, that's our team. They're there right now. That's from today. Are you kidding me? Look how sweet they are. That's Will, Clay, Olivia, Josh, and Sam. There they are. They'll be waiting for you, okay? All right. Let's go be the church. Let's go. Stand up. Ride with some friends. Go to Kroger. Don't worry about chairs. Make sure you get a grocery list on your way out. Don't leave without a list.